Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things for One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. I'm one of your co-hosts of the podcast, Sarah Inman, and I'm joined by our lead pastor and co-host of the podcast, Brett Nicholson. And I've been back and I feel really, really guilty for being gone so much. So okay. I just need to put that on the record there. You only missed one episode. Did I really? Yeah. Just, it was just one. I, I was gone like three different weeks. But you just happened just to be here, episode. though. Okay, that's right. Okay, so, so now I don't you. feel bad anymore. So I'm released yeah. from my guilt. <laughs> feel great. Good. Thank but, you. But we had Michael and Natalie on. We talked about um, cross-cultural mission trips. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so. good. And um, did you have a good a good trip? I had a fa- yeah, it was a combination of trips, and they really weren't ever, they weren't designed originally to be together, but there was a, uh, we did what's called a GLS Pre, which is the Global Leadership Summit. Uh, they they bring us out, and they kind of introduce us to what's going to happen this year. That's very exciting. I highly recommend that. And then uh, I also had an Uncharted board meeting, which Uncharted is our global partners, and uh, that was very, very good, but it was two days of meetings and planning, and then finally I went with my son to Olympic Park out in Washington State, which I had never been there. We did a last epic road trip before he leaves for basic training in the army and uh so he and i rented an rv and just kind of drove all around washington park it was great it was i'd never been out there it's a very cool place and Love yeah it. definitely an interesting time to be out in washington state so um <laughs> okay so i was i was I sitting and I'm, I'm reading the news on my phone international news and it's talking about a county in washington and i'm like wait a minute that's the county i'm actually in so uh, so Sarah and our guests both are, are right now behind glass from, apart from me. That's right. <laughs> moving away. So, yeah, where the coronavirus was actually going on in that county and uh, some people died in the nursing home there and everything else. And I did take an early flight home, not because I was afraid I would get it, but, it, but I was afraid they were going to start shutting down flights. Yeah. It's so pretty smart. A little early. Yeah. Um, and then this is, I have to continue telling the story because I think it's fascinating. You guys then flew into Nashville. We flew into Nashville. Yeah. On that, and drove on the, through. We did. We, we arrived about an hour before, apparently the, I didn't know about the tornado until the next day, but, uh, we came in during a storm in the plane and then we were driving home. There was torrential downpour. We knew it was a bad storm, but we didn't hear any sirens going off or tornado warnings or that sort of thing. And then I read the next day that, and it was kind of on the East side, which is near the airport. So wow. yeah, I don't know if, what that means exactly. Either I'm just escaping disaster, or I'm bringing it with me. I, I don't know if I'm the cause or what the deal is. I hope not. Yeah, I hope not too. <laughs> I'm glad you're back, Brad. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Um, and we uh, just finished up a series called Travelogue and talking about our life as mission and movement. And we're um, starting a new series at our church here at One Life Church um, called Friends and Developing Excellence in Relationship. I think that's the tagline. Is it developing? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Or pursuing excellence in relationships. But either way. Um, and so. Uh, our goal through the next uh, few episodes is to bring some people on, talk about um, friendships, relationships. And then I thought for the first episode, why not bring on everybody's friend, Ellen Brown? Oh, and Ellen, thanks, Sarah. Ellen's on the podcast with us today. Ellen is part of our staff here at One Life Church. And um, if you came to the network office, you'd probably meet Ellen. Um, if you ring the doorbell, she'd probably talk to you from her phone. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But no, also just. I'll get up. You I'll would. get up. Yeah. Go to the door. Yeah. That's good. And Ellen is everybody's friend, and that's it was it was an easy when uh, when uh, Sarah said that I'm like yeah that's exactly exactly true uh, she's the one that we all kind of gravitate to <laughs> and, and I've said for kind. years because I worked uh, work with her at another church and I remember saying well your office is where I come to when things are just chaotic and bad <laughs> I come and sit and I'll be at peace before I leave that's and how I it always works. loved that yeah absolutely loved that. that's, that's, uh, that's how it still works to this day is that something that's always kind of happened where people just come and talk to you or around you or no 
It is, huh. as a matter of fact. Um, no, I tell you, there was a time in my life when I was surrounded by people, but I was very lonely. Hmm. I looked around, and there was people all around me in my church, and but I, in my heart, felt very lonely. I didn't feel like I had friends. And through um, trying to look out of myself, I um, discovered that to have friends is to be a friend. And um, I don't know that I was all that bad of a friend before, <laughs> but I just, um, I was um, very shy and um, just uh, didn't get out of myself much. Mm. And uh, when I learned to do that and to look outward, then um, I found that uh, being friends was a whole lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you know? So really, that was a, that was a conscious decision. You remember you remember making that observation about yourself and literally kind of going, okay, I'm going to shift gears here and do things differently. Yeah, yeah. I um, I actually went through a time of depression when uh, and I felt very lonely, you know, through that. But it, I know that it was it really wasn't anyone else's fault that um, I had plenty of people around me and, and, you know, that were friendly to me. I just wasn't being um, necessarily friendly because I felt so uh, shy. And, uh, and then also through, you know, the time of depression and stuff that I would just felt more into myself. And I kept looking at myself and my issues and my problems. And once I got out of myself and started... Uh, trying to um, realize that people really did care about me. And um, then I, I realized, you know, what a difference that made, you know, in, in me. And then, so, I mean, there's a whole lot more to the, all that story, but uh, yeah. That's... We're going to find what that is. Uh, uh, just keep exploring that. Well, <laughs> I guess it's interesting to hear you say that because to imagine you being both uh, shy and depressed is a little hard for those of us who know you to imagine <laughs> that, uh, yeah. which is pretty remarkable. So if you happen to be either one of those or both in your life, that, that itself would be instructive and helpful. So did you, would you say that you grew up shy? It was just kind of your natural default mode uh, most of the time growing up? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, growing up, I was very shy. Um, I, uh, one turning point was taking a job where I had to sell ceramic tile. And I... <laughs> Brett starts laughing immediately. <laughs> try to sell anything. I had to try to sell cars, so yeah. I understand that. You try to sell anything is an interesting challenge. For me to walk up to someone in a showroom and say, hi, may I help you? was like, I was terror. T filled with terror just I was like oh I didn't think I could ever do it so once I just made myself do that I realized okay I can get out of myself a little bit more so that's one thing that happened totally though seriously um you know I can't say selling ceramic tile changed my life necessarily <laughs> it's a good but... line though I think you should use it that's great <laughs> okay yeah. um but um obviously um realizing that as I got older and realizing that God loves me and, and people love me and, and being in, in settings where, um, people were around me and talking with me and, you know, just getting, like I said, I keep going back to that, but getting out of myself, um, is, you know, made a big difference. And so, yeah, that's kind of part of it, you know, so and I think it, having those experiences when, you know, someone like me walks into your office and is talking about things that 
you can relate to that. Like you can say, I, I kind of understand that and being able to, to use those experiences for um, kind of more than just getting beyond them yourself, but actually using them to help other people as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I did discover that. Um, and it's in, in a, a growth group, small group setting that um, being able to sit with people and and really hear from them and what their lives are like, what they're dealing with, um, uh, then relating that back to what I've been through. I, I believe that nothing, uh, absolutely nothing happens to us in vain. Mm. I think there's purpose in everything, whether it's good or bad. I think we can turn around and use it to make a difference in someone else's life. So there you go. You got your money's worth right there. Yeah. <laughs> so when you you said, okay, I got to get outside myself. I'm shy. I kind of I tried the, the I did the ceramic tile thing, and then, <laughs> but I decided, okay, I'm both depressed and I'm struggling. So how did you literally step into that though? Say if mm-hmm. if if you're someone that's listening and you, it's kind of your story, what intentional things did you do uh, since you weren't in a sales job at that point? Did you just kind of consciously did you read a book about this stuff, or did you just Okay, uh, I was in. I was in a church where we did a lot of leadership training and um, we um, did a studied books. We we went on leadership retreats. We, you know, did a lot of spending time together and um, getting ready to plant a church. And I remember studying a book. Um, um, oh, gee, can't think of the author. I think you'll know who I'm talking about when I say it. Um, he said, um other people mindedness is the way he phrased it. Um, Oh, I don't, I don't know that. I can't think of more to go on. Oh my goodness. I can't look it up. Did the leadership, um, principles, um, well, John Maxwell, John Maxwell. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Um, so anyway, he said, um, having charisma which is something I never thought that I could ever have was charisma. You know, there's people that you look at and you think, oh man, look at them, uh, how they can speak so eloquently. And um, you can just, you just hang on every word. You know, I think of that as far as people having charisma. He said, charisma is just other people mindedness, mm-hmm. getting out of yourself and looking toward people and being interested in them. And um, that's that was one thing that stuck with me through the years. Um, so yeah, that, that's really interesting because uh, yeah, that is a John Maxwellism that I heard years ago. Because it, it's it's interesting that he applies that charisma because you when you think charisma, you think energetic and and yeah. uh, lighting up rooms and all that sort of business. Yeah. And he said the key to it is it's it's not really that it's going into a room and being interested in the other yes. people in that room as opposed to just yourself. And yes. a simple thing, but uh, very very true. Yeah. So how how long ago was that? If you don't mind me oh, asking. Oh my goodness, um, that's. I would say probably maybe 30 years ago. Okay. So, and you were going into the original church plant that you were a part of. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was, um, let's say 95 is when we planted the first church um, that we I was ever involved in. So how long was that? Uh, 20, <laughs> oh, 25. Yeah. 
Okay, and and, and, and so, but but by the time I met you, which wasn't real long after that, I mean, not you terrible. were the Ellen we all know and love. Nah. <laughs> not shy, not depressed, not any of that stuff. So I can't I mean, imagine anything but <laughs> Ellen now. So. Well, that's the thing. I mean, and so uh, it was it was a fairly quick turnaround because you were well into your adult life. Oh yeah. When you made that decision. Yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, so <laughs> and and so it was. Did you did you see? Did you feel like you were seeing kind of instant results once you just said, okay, I'm going to be interested in other people? Uh, no, I mean, it was a process, you know, I mean, it was, it it was something that took a lot of work on my part because it wasn't natural for me, you know? Um, so it was a process, but. So did it, I guess, did it stop feeling like work? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm assuming it did, but I think that's important to note for people as well. Like at, at first, this didn't feel natural. Yes. And just guesstimating, how long do you think it didn't feel natural? Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. And there's still still situations where it doesn't feel natural. I mean, if you right. tried to put me on a stage, that would feel very unnatural. Oh, you know? Okay, good, because we were going to so. do that. <laughs> We're sort of doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, so this isn't natural. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, at the same time, I'm, I'm a lot more willing to try things and do things because I have the hope of something good coming out of it, you know. So I would say maybe, I don't know, four or five years maybe. I don't know. And, 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 and that's for me to walk into a room or, or let somebody walk into my room and, and it feel comfortable mm-hmm. you know so right. as far as overall process of changing yeah right and brett even as we were talking about the friend series um as we're kind of we haven't even started yet we haven't even had a sunday of it yet but we're, we're talking about it on the podcast because it, it seems something that makes sense to do sure, and it's coming up uh, it's coming up and want to kind of highlight that how would you even just tell people about the series that, and the way that we're talking about friends and friendships and relationships because i think i hear that word a lot of relationships and i think a lot of times you hear a series on marriages or families and, and obviously that's part of it but right. is this different or yeah, I, I think it's different for that reason uh, because we've done we've done marriage series and things of that nature before, and, and that's all fine and good. But one of the things that I've appreciated more, I guess, is I've grown in my own understanding of the Bible itself. Uh, I'm appreciating more and more all the time, uh, and I wish I would have appreciated it earlier in life. Uh, in in that way, I'm a little bit like Ellen that uh, that I was defaulted uh, shy growing up and and all the rest. And I remember reading the John Maxwell thing too, ironically I enough. But but just as I read through the New Testament, how fundamentally relational it is, and that statement God is love, and and uh, heard theologians point out that the fact that He's triune, that He's had love uh, within Himself uh, for eternity to eternity, so it's a part of the essence of who we are, and all these kinds of deep things like that. And then the church is designed to be this place where people do belong and they have built-in relationships. And then that accompanies with the science behind it uh, that we've quoted a number of times uh, in our church that a lot of studies show that um, health comes from, like literal physical health, not to mention emotional and spiritual health, come from, uh, you know, good relationships. And so it's this deep and important thing. And so what we're going to be doing is, okay, if you if this is that important of an issue, 
how do you get that? And what I'm hoping to do is uh, to have a story like Ellen's, like someone sitting out there going, I struggle with this, I don't have any friends, I'm, I'm depressed or I'm whatever, and can actually shift gears into a place where they would be like Ellen, where everybody wants to show up in her office. And, and <laughs> that's I, I mean, that's remarkable when you think about it. So that would be the ideal. And then if people are who are already that way a little bit, just kind of fanning that flame and showing how important it really is and how central it is uh, to who Jesus is and all that. So, and by the way, the, the way we're going to go about it is to look at Jesus relationship with the disciples. That's kind of the study we'll be doing. How did he, you know, it says he loved them to the end. Well, how did he love them? How did he love the disciples? What did it really mean to love um, uh, for Jesus whenever he was developing these guys and hanging out with them and all that? I do think I've also heard that a couple of the campuses are doing the friends theme song for a prelude. Um, I think the first week of the series. Oh, are so, they really? Yeah. And we had sense. a great suggestion too late, though. I heard that someone said that the bumper should have been the staff standing in a fountain somewhere <laughs> and uh, <laughs> doing, the, <laughs> doing the opening scene. That but we, we missed funny. out on that. Oh. Yeah, it would have been great. But uh, or, or, or standing in the one at Washington Square that doesn't work. <laughs> that or, been or great. So that, yeah. That, getting but I got out. that idea on yeah. Sunday, and we had already made the... We did. We yeah, made we one did. that looks like light brights or something. It's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I'm excited about that. And even as you're saying that, I mean, I think of personally, like... You all talked, both of you talked about, you know, being shy. I was definitely that as well, which is weird to think now, but there mm-hmm. was a time in my life where I didn't want to talk in front of people. Um, and I think a lot of that for me, most of the time was always about not feeling like I had a place to fit or people that I connected to. Right. And so finding that was always huge for me, you know, finding a place where you kind of be yourself or even like, even here, like where they're like, Hey, you're kind of weird. Let's put you on a video. And I'm like, you want me to do like weird videos? And like, yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. I <laughs> Is can that do the that. line we used? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're kind of weird. We need you on video. Some quirky yeah. videos, yeah. you know, just things like that to make you feel like, okay, this is, this is my place. You know, this is like where you can connect to people and um, they understand you and um, you understand them. And ultimately you're still connected around a central goal and here for us, you know, it's helping people trust and follow Jesus. And um, there's different ways we go about doing that. So right. it's, it's kind of interesting to see. I'm excited to, to hear more of the content, especially when it relates to Jesus and his, his friends. Yeah, I'm excited to study it because I've done some, but I haven't done all of it yet. But I, that's the that's the that's the journey I want to take. Just kind of watch how did he interact with people and how did he interact with his disciples? And and again, I think sometimes love gets defined pretty poorly in our culture. And uh, but everybody admires Jesus and everybody acknowledged that even people that don't believe he was divine admire who he was and, and his loving nature. So what did he mean whenever he said he loved people? And, and uh, so that's the part I'm, I'm actually anxious to learn myself, uh, which I probably ought to get on that because I don't know exactly <laughs> just yet. Uh, I have great. enough for the first week. I'll put okay. it that way. And then I'm, I've got a few other theories. But other than that, it's, uh, I'm, I'm exploring as much as anybody else is. This is fun. Glad you're back, Brett. Well, I'm I'm glad to be back. I appreciate you saying that. Um, Ellen, I was as we're I was thinking about this that you might have some um, experience and advice on this as we're going into the series. We're asking people to invite and using as an invitation um, series, invitation culture. We try to keep around here. Can you tell me an experience where you have invited someone and it's gone really well, and maybe sometimes we've invited someone and you know it just they just didn't come. To church. Yeah, you know I mean? to church. I'm sorry. Yeah, an invitation right. to church specifically. Thank you for clarifying. You're very good at the podcast. <laughs> also, Ellen is our number one listener, I think. Most of the time I come in on Wednesdays because the podcast pops up uh, 7 a.m. on Wednesdays. And usually by about 9.30 or 10, I walk in Ellen's office and she'll be like, oh, that was a great podcast. I'm like, you listened to it already. <laughs> All so, right. Thank you, Ellen. As soon as, it, right. as soon as it pops up, I like to listen to it. 
It's always fun. Um, okay, so a time I invited someone. Um, I would say, um, you know, I can't really speak of anything specific, but I do know that there are times when I invite people and they um, come, it works, it sticks, you know, and it's, uh, it turns out to be a great experience. I mean, uh, there are those there are also those where you invite and they say no. You invite, they say no. And um, then maybe after a while you might say, okay, maybe I shouldn't invite, you know, because, I, you know. But at the same time, I pray for opportunity because I really want the person's um, heart to be ready for the invitation. So um, I pray for opportunity to invite and maybe a clue that it's a good time to invite because there are times when I've said things to people and it's just gone sour because they weren't ready. Um, they weren't in that frame of mind at all. And that's not to say that it can't turn around during that conversation because I believe it can. But um, so, I mean, it's they're just the bottom line. It can be good and it can be not so good, but, uh, but uh, any rate, they know I care because I invited, you know, sure. so again, nothing's in vain. Well, yeah. That's right. Yeah. You pulled it back to your whole, your, your theme of life. Nothing's in vain. It probably took a while to learn that because uh, uh, sometimes even though know, I'm skeptical of that, well, this thing over here feels awfully vain, <laughs> Yeah. but, uh, but yeah. I appreciate you, you, you reminding us of that, that everything can be used. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. And it's, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, invitations and I think sometimes it's just good to hear that. I think from multiple people, like hearing it from other people, because I think we always have this in our minds, like, oh, I want to invite that person, but I don't want to, I don't want to really ask them because it might be weird or um, maybe they say no and that's uncomfortable, but I think that's okay. I think that's okay. You know, like even if someone says no or they don't show up or say they're going to show up and don't show up, it's okay. You know, it's more about, like you said, letting them know that, hey, I care about you. This is something that I have value, that is valuable in my life. I'd love for you to be a part of it too. So um, inviting them into that. But I've noticed a pattern too, that uh, a lot of times people won't necessarily come to what you ask them to come to, but you know, six months later they'll show up. Yeah. You're like, what? That's happened to me several times. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot maybe to ask you to come. You're here. Uh, What are you doing here? You know, because you didn't come when I asked you to, (laughs) but came on their own. And a lot of times, especially with church, it's very seasonal with people and very response uh, oriented. You know, people will go through something or uh, hit a crisis or just kind of the mood strikes them. And so extending the invitation for that reason, don't get discouraged at all if somebody doesn't show up that week or even for that series you thought was perfect for them or any of those sorts of things. It, I love watching God just kind of plop them in whenever it is perfect mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. in ways that you could have even anticipated or even planned for. That's a good point. Yeah. Ellen, any friends, um, they kind of might have to say my name, but like I was thinking about this and I had sent you this question, but it's just it's just easy to be friends with, like with them. Like it's just easy to hang out. And I, cause I feel like we all kind of have friends that are that, you know, where you can just go in and you may not have seen them for months and you just feel like you've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, do you feel like you're like, you just cherish those more, like especially going through some of the things you talked about in the past, like, or is it just something that's always kind of been there and you are happy that it's there? Uh, I think people that know me best, um, and I try to be an open book with people. You know, I try not to be closed off because I don't want to be that anymore. Um, 
people that know me best, I can relax with the most, you know. So, um, I mean, we've got a, a little mini reunion planned at the end of uh, March where we're going to meet up with old friends that were from our church plant um, back 25 years ago or whatever it was. And um, those are people that know me um, through and through and still love me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that will be very easy. You know, that'll be it'll be fun. Um, looking forward to that. Um, and and yet I say that and then I think fast forward to even working here on staff, it, it, it doesn't take any time at all to get to know, you know, for instance, you, Sarah, yeah. um, haven't known you for four years. Yeah. And uh, a lot shorter than those people I'm getting ready to yeah. meet up with, um, but completely comfortable with you. So I, I think when there's that mutual feeling of we know where each other's coming from, we know your each other's hearts, um, there, you know, I just, it just is easy and, and welcoming, mm-hmm. you know, and feels good. That's a good and point. look forward to seeing you in the morning and talking about the podcast and all that. So. Everybody's pretty much sad if they walk into Ellen's office and she's not there. Like if she's not there for the oh, day. Oh, that's true, yeah. If the desk is empty. Yeah. That's right. Matt made a song up about it last week. So. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> what happens. That's how I look. Yeah. You know, it's as hilarious. I think about that, you, you mentioned the John Maxwell thing, which was a good principle that you read about. Or are there other things back there that you heard somewhere or read somewhere that would help someone maybe that's in your where you were um, that was just a good okay, this, this helps. I, I could do this or uh, just to change that in their life to take the relational. Well, I'd say probably first and foremost is prayer. I mean, I think um, for us to um, bring things to God who cares about us so deeply, the best friend in all the world, um, that we can go to him and we can just lay it all out. He knows it anyway. And have that um, fellowship and that communion with him, um, that begins a heart change in ourselves um, to where we um, we don't feel lonely anymore. You know, we do have God and um, it's not somebody physical in front of us, but um, I believe that that's the starting place. I think uh, then realizing who we have around us. Um, and taking, I don't say it wrong, but taking advantage of the fact that we have people that are willing to sit with us face to face and talk to us and talk with us and listen to us. And, um, those things, um, make all the difference. And, um, I believe the best place you can find that is in the church. Mm -hmm. I think that's where we find the people who are most like us in our hearts, you know, where um, we can really have good uh, friendships and uh, lean on each other. And uh, it's a two-way street. Um, we all need that, and I think people need us. Man. I took care of it. Helen's going to teach us someday. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's one of the reasons I ask. Like, okay, you might hear those say. ideas come out again. <laughs> they might sound oh, vaguely familiar to you when you, you show up on this Sunday. No, uh, uh, no, the, no that's good because it. Uh, one of the things the research does show, and, and I do know this part of what I'm going to share, is that um, that 
you really don't have to look for quantity as much as quality. They said oftentimes the relationships that you have that you need are already in your life. It's just taking the quality of those up, and that can be one person or two people or three people. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people think they they don't have friends, quote unquote, if they don't have you know twenty plus people that they're partying with all the time. Right. But it's really not true. They said if you will have one or two really truly good friends that when it comes to that relational and emotional and even physical health benefits of relationships, that's what you need. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And you just started right where you were and the people that were right in front of you and just said, I'm going to, I'm going to change how I approach this. And I think that's, uh, that's valuable. And hopefully, uh, everybody will do that in one form or the other. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ellen, thanks for coming on today and well, thanks for being our friend ultimately. Thank you. And I tell you, there are no better friends than, what we can find right here in in this church and in our in our circle of influence and um, I am so grateful I'm so grateful for uh, one life and for the staff and um, I know it's easy for people to doubt and and wonder what we're all about but I tell you when you know their hearts and I know your hearts and Brett I mean, you have just been so vitally important to me in my spiritual walk, and I'm just so grateful. And I know I say it a lot, but I really mean it. <laughs> she does say it a lot, and, then, and she'll say she'll send me yeah. these encouraging texts all the time and say, well, I know I probably shouldn't say this because I say it. I'm like, you say it as much as you want. <laughs> <say> it. <laughs> it's not like people are beating down the door to say those things. <laughs> so I'll take one. Well, they that's, should be. That's work. <laughs> that's right. You heard it right here. Ellen said, get on that. Oh, man. That's great. I appreciate that. It's fun. We got to have Ellen on more. Yeah. It's great. Ellen, thank you again. Um, and you. guys, thanks for listening today. Um, again, we're asking people um, wherever you're at, whether you're at One Life Church or for another church in the community or um, or anywhere uh, that you're listening now, someplace that you're involved in, invite somebody. It might be a good time to just uh, increase the area of influence that you're in or strengthen a relationship that maybe just needs someone to let them know that, that you care about them. So use that as an opportunity this week, and um, we'd love to see you at any of our services coming up this weekend as we start a new series called Friends. And Brett will probably have something to talk about. We'll <laughs> probably will. Yeah. I have more to talk about now than I did before this podcast. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much, and we will see you next week.